Welcome to The Future is Female Powerlifting, a show where women of all strengths can explore the world of female powerlifting. I am your host, Heidi Donnell, a 60-kilo powerlifting gym owner, and each episode we bring you an inspiring interview or a message to help you unlock your true inner strength potential. Thanks for tuning in. Aloha, my beautiful friends, and welcome to episode 36. I am so excited today. We have a fabulous guest, but before we get into this amazing guest, I want to thank every one of you who continually reaches out to me and lets me know when you enjoy the show, when you've been able to connect with things that we've talked about. The last episode, number 35, we talked about preparing for your first powerlifting meet. And um, it lined up really great with a lot of people who are, you know, I, you know, I think December time frame, like December 7th, that seems to be like a lot of meets that are going on. So it worked out great. A lot of people in my gym, a lot of the athletes at my gym were that were competing. It was their first time. So super stoked that you like it. If it can help somebody, you know, if there was a friend who was struggling and some of the information there has really helped, go share it with them. If there's other people out there who are men too, this applies to men. Um, even though when we talk about peeing and, and tampons and things like that, that may not apply to them. But <laughs> if you think it can help somebody please go out and share that with them and let me know when um, the topics resonate with you, when when you feel that this is uh, in the right path for you and what you want to learn. Um, I also want to let everybody know, still accepting some uh, clients online. So if you are interested in programming some online training, so that is going to be a combination of not only your programming, but training online. So there's a lot of interaction that goes on with me and my athletes online. I'm still accepting a few few more people. So if you're interested, it starts off with a conversation. So you and I just talk and we talk about what your goals are. And if that's something you really um, are looking for, and what I do is what you're looking for, then let's talk about it and let's make it happen. Okay, so you can visit core256.com. You'll see more information about online, um, online training there. Or you can hit me up on Instagram. And you all know that I value your opinion, what you think of the show, um, any suggestions that you have. And so I always love to read reviews when they're made so thoughtfully and, um, and humbling for me, because I love hearing how this can benefit you and other people that you know. So this uh, latest review from Apple is from EJ Point. EJ said, this podcast is amazing. Very interesting. Humor is phenomenal and presents straight facts in the lifting community as women. So many times I've seen clients of mine focus on quote unquote slimming and toning. They're too scared of being bulky. I have been compelled to urge all of my female clients to peek into this podcast to understand that you can be strong without getting too bulky and that women can feel empowered by lifting. Great content in this podcast. I would definitely give a listen to this if you're a woman trying to get in shape or trying to prepare for a powerlifting competition. Whatever your spectrum might look like, this podcast works. Lifting is more than just a muscle. Tune in to what she has to say. EJ, thank you so much. It was a thoughtful, amazing review, and I am humbled by your urge to tell everybody, which is awesome. And um, again, if, if this helps you and you feel that this show has been good for you, please take a few minutes and give us a review, five-star review or write a view. Um, if you write something out, I always try to say it in the show and give you a shout out. And if you did do a review, send me a message on Instagram. I would love to know if that was you. I like to connect that way as well. 
Now, this guest does not need any introduction. I'm sure you knew from the title, she is none other than the Dandada herself, Miss Jen Thompson. And Jen is a phenomenal, phenomenal lifter, an amazing woman. Jen is the IPF world champ at the 132-pound weight. Um, she has been that for as long as we know. She has a massive bench press. So if you've never heard of Jen Thompson, Google that name because you're going to see an amazing, amazing feats of strength. Uh, she's well into the 300s. She's actually trying to go for 330 at the Arnold. We talk about that a little bit. So uh, the woman needs no introduction. It is uh, a pleasure to speak with somebody who not only is a leader in the female community of powerlifting, but is with other women such as Kim Walford and uh, Frances Menez, who are women who are trying to pave a way for other women. So they hold these camps called Iron Sisters Camp. Uh, there's another one coming up in April in South Carolina. So if you're in Somerville in that area, you should come. I am hoping that I can come down to that. The April is a little hard time for me because we have a lot of things going on at our gym. But these camps I've heard nothing but amazing things about. And you can reach out to one of our uh, older uh, episodes with Frances, who is the founder of Iron Sisters. And she teams up with Kim and um, and Jen in the United States to do these seminars around the nation. And women talk about what a connection, what amazing um, experience they have, such a, a huge knowledge that is shared and um, the camaraderie that is felt is awesome. So um, it is definitely something that I recommend you go to. If not, Jen holds bench seminars throughout the nation. If you're in San Diego, she, Jersey, she has a bunch that are coming up. You can check out her page, which is 132poundsofpower.com. I will have her website in the show notes so you guys can just click through and find her there. But let's get into it with the Jen Thompson. I love this. Okay, so this is, this is Thompson Jim right here. Yeah, I was going to do it in, uh, we have like a little office. I usually do them in, but my son's having like a, a group conversation with his friends. <laughs> He's like, mom, I'm like, well, I guess I'll just do it at the gym then. Cause that's like the next best thing. So, that's funny. What kind of, what kind of conversation, <laughs> what kind of conversation is he having? Oh, they're like playing games and, you know, chatting and he's telling him about how he's getting his cavity filled tomorrow and all nervous <laughs> about it and, <laughs> Boys, boys think that's so funny. Is this is this the son that that does the you know the di bubble uh, double bicep with you? The little no, that's my older son. Okay, okay, <laughs> this is your son. Okay, yeah. how old, so how old are your children? Um, Tucker, my oldest just turned sixteen. Wow, and then my youngest will be fourteen at the end of this month. Oh my gosh. Okay, and so I've seen that you have videos of you and Tucker off and on. He's been training with you. How long has he been training you with you? Um, he started, well, they, when they were both 12, they started doing like body weight stuff. Like okay. they would do, we had like a circuit for them. They push up some pull-ups, yeah. some dumbbell curls, um, you know, just sit up, you know, just body weight stuff. Yeah. And yeah. then when they were 13, we let them start, um, working on squats and bench and deadlift, but they had to do like reps at eight to 10. Yeah. Um, and then we didn't really let them max out till they hit 14. Which is, which I think is important. And a yeah. lot of people don't do that. I think uh, that, and that's something that maybe it's totally off topic, but I do see a lot of people now with children very young 
Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like this youth division. I don't like anything about it, honestly. Yeah. So tell me, why why won't, why don't you? And I can tell you my opinion on that, too. Well, I just think you could really mess them up. Yeah. You know, they've got their growth plates that aren't fused yet, and any injuries they get, they can be lifelong. Yeah. Um, it's just there's no and, and they really need to spend a lot of time just working on form. Yes. Um, you don't want to stress out their spines. Right. I mean, just, there's no reason for it really. Yeah. I, I just the negatives outweigh the positives, I feel like. Yeah, I agree. I think that um I think I, I see a lot along with the movement, you know, girl power, you know, I, I do see a lot of little girls. Who are they lifting want to sound like these little girls out there, and they always sort of cringe a little bit. Yes, and I, I know, and and I think, and you could probably, you know, talk about this more, um, but you know that that children just like newbies need the least amount of stimulation possible, mm-hmm. and you know, and uh, I've seen kids with chains and bands and things like that, and I'm like, oh. I don't even think they're in middle school yet. You don't right. need to be throwing all that in there. Like, um, get them in that environment and get that vibe and cheer them on and yeah. sort of get that community going with them. Yes. But I don't like even like with Tucker, even though he's 16 now and he um, he competes, he goes to high school nationals, he goes to worlds. And even with him, like we are constantly having to talk him out of picking up heavy stuff he shouldn't be. Yeah. He doesn't warm up properly because he's a teenage boy and he wants to get in there and just head head at the heavyweights right away. Right. And he's had some muscle tweaks here and there because just they're kids. Right. Right. You know, and if you're not on them 24 seven, they just, they don't do smart choices. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. That's, (laughs) that's my husband to a T. I love seeing them in there, you know, yeah. in that environment and enjoying and and giving this um, positive image of it all, right? Yeah. But it really, I don't like seeing them like lifting the heavy weights and, you know, it just, that that's, that's the negative. But I think just, I mean, both my boys, they've been in this, in this gym since they were um, able to walk, oh, that's you know, awesome. they were awesome. running around and it was more of like a playground for them. I have some funny pictures of Tucker, like tying himself in our bands from the squat rack and jumping up and down and pretending <laughs> to fly and climbing all over everything. And so I liked that it. it was like a fun place for them to hang out. Yeah. Um, so I think that's good. It's encouraged them to want to be in here. Yeah. But I think there's, there's a, a fine line to what's healthy and not healthy for them. Yeah, I agree. And I, I, like the same feeling, like, I think it's wonderful because it does create that environment. It's empowering. Um, but I do think that there needs to be a level of, of experience that goes along with training children. And mm-hmm. that if you are going to maybe dabble with your kids, um, that you should think, you know, maybe look into more resources on youth development, long-term oh, yeah. youth development, um, because those things are super important and sometimes overlooked in the excitement of the lifts and them being excited about all of that. Yeah, because you're getting excited about your kids doing something you love. Yes. To share that with them. So it's really cool and exciting. But, I mean, you have to be very careful. My husband's an ER doc. So, like, he is all, like, very much, like, every, I mean, he's, you know, like when when Brody was born, no one was able to come over to the house for three months, you know, because he didn't want any germs in the house. Right, right. Because he has to give spinal taps a little babies, you know, he didn't have his baby you know same thing with our kids you know he's very adamant about when they could start loading up and when they could start lifting yeah you were talking uh, about you and i know you can hear it <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've been lucky because i've had him as sort of a guide and he's got the medical background to yeah. know yeah you know when it's okay and when it's not. 
Yeah, I, they just really want to be in it, you know, as long mm-hmm. as you just involve them in some way. And so many of our kids can't even do a pull up anymore. Yeah. You know, and, and today it's like yeah. they can't even do body weight exercises. Yes. Um, just because they don't they don't play and exercise like we used to. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Play. So I think it's OK to get them in there and get them doing those pull ups and those sit ups and just getting getting body weight. There's so much stuff you do. Body weight lunges. Yes. Yeah air squats and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah I think, I think people sometimes uh, I've, cause I've, I've talked to a few people about that and they'll say things, well, you know, in Russia and other parts of the country, you know, they have kids young that are doing it. And I said, yeah, but you don't see the parts when they were five to eight doing all body weight calisthenic things. And then maybe nine to 11 doing a different type of, you know, there, there are steps that have gotten them there strategic steps so that they have strong ligaments, strong tendons, and those things can handle as they get further on. So I think that's super important. And then where are they in their thirties and forties? Yes. Are they still doing it? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> no, that's so funny. It's so true, right? A lot of them are, it's like when they're forced into it, they're like, nah, I'm over it. <laughs> or, you know, they just, yeah. Or they get hurt or yeah, it's not so much fun anymore when it becomes more of a job. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Okay. So I was listening to a podcast a long time ago about you oh, and no. I found it. Well, you know, this, this, uh, this show is a lot about hearing stories of women in powerlifting from all ranges. Um, but I especially like to speak to women who've been in the game for a while and how they've continued on over this time. And I think one of the most important parts of the conversation tends to be how you started. And uh-huh. I, I think that a lot of people, when they are first starting out, you know, especially now with social media, we have a lot of, it's not the magazines anymore. You know, you don't just see a name and see a lift and be like, oh, now you can actually see thousands of women and how they're progressing and, you know, really have this comparison and that will weigh heavy on the way, you know, you're, you're progressing. And I always like to highlight when somebody who was, in, you know, at the elite level as you, says things like, I almost bombed out my first meet. You know, I didn't, I just learned to deadlift a couple days before my husband and I were on a whim doing this. So could you tell me a little bit about what even made you and your husband compete? And how did that whole competition go for the first time? I was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I, I wanted to, I knew like I had started working out with, you know, he was just a friend of mine at the time who's now my husband, but he had a group of guys and, you know, in, in the town we grew up in, we didn't have gyms. Like there wasn't like a gold gym or things like that. Um, we had like a racquetball club, which didn't have anything. You know? No, that's so funny. Um, so they pulled their money and bought some free weights. And one of their buddies um, worked in Detroit tool and die. And he made a lot of the stuff, wow. you know, welded together. We still have actually a lot of stuff. We still have is that original stuff, you know, like wow. dumbbell racks and our lap machine and one of our squat racks. Um, so they kind of created it all together and they had just this really great group of guys. They'd meet at, you know, five, six o'clock every night and they were down there hitting it and, and, um, having fun and pushing each other. And so I sort of got into that with, them um, cause it looked like fun. I was a runner and runner running sucks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just horrible, but like, it's what I could do. Yeah. And so once I found out I could do that, I got very strong. I started getting as strong as some of his friends. And I knew like I had this strength, but I didn't know what to do with it, you know, because at the time there was bodybuilding and I didn't want to do that. I just, I didn't want to walk around in a bathing suit and have people judge me. I, just, I think it's great for those that want to do it, but that was not my thing. I didn't yeah. want to do that. I was shy. 
Um, and then fitness was big, but you really had to be a gymnast to do that. Yep. You know, it was a lot of acrobatics and then there was like, you know, the bikini section and, and all that sort of stuff. I just didn't, I didn't know what I could do with this. And then we, we just happened to find a powerlifting meet and I'm like, huh. I can do that. I like that how you I tell me do. you're shy. You, you know, you yeah. were shy, but you, you still stepped on stage for a powerlifting meet. And then one, you're yeah. not quiet when you're on the stage. I don't know if that developed not over anymore. time with experience. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, because you're definitely, well, yeah, <laughs> you definitely got a lot of energy on the stage, you know, <laughs> yeah. that came later. That came much later. Confidence and yeah. um, self-worth and all that stuff. But um, so we had, we had just, we had lived in Michigan. We just found like a local meet to do. And this was back when you were talking about where, you know, you had to go to the back of a magazine to figure out when the next meets were coming. And there was no, in, there was internet, but not, it wasn't anything like it is now. And so um, I, I actually, I competed. My, my husband didn't start until a few years after I did. I did it first. That's and awesome, uh, so I just wanted to do it in my hometown and like, you know, just sort of read the rules in the magazine. I really <laughs> just had no idea. I didn't know, and everything was equipped back then too. It was a, uh, squat suits, bench shirts, and deadlift suits. I had no idea what these people were wearing. You know, I'm like, what is going on? They're walking strange or rubbing their bodies into these small things. I mean, it was just the most bizarre thing. And then I had to cut some weight to get down to the 132, and I'd never cut weight in my life. So I was hangry and irritated, and I, had, I was so nervous. I was going to the bathroom every few minutes with diarrhea. I mean, it was just... Oh, my gosh, that's hilarious. They came to watch me, and it was in this, like, high school gym, you know? Yeah. So my first squat, I think I did 185. My first squat, like, I was called high. Like, my second squat completely fell backwards into the spotters and loaders, and they caught me. And so then I was like for my third squat, and I really just think they were being really generous and gave it to me. I'm sure I was probably still. Um, they're like, good. <laughs> <laughs> and the real meat came, and I benched like two thirty. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that it, that is so crazy for your first, right? Yeah. So yeah. did was it was it the first time you ever started benching? Was it instant? Like you're like, wow, this just feels right. It or did that develop? Well, it developed because I wasn't very strong upper body. Like, I think some of it too was like when I was in school, we, it was kind of like an early CrossFit. We had this class called Marine Fitness Okay. and I took it every semester in high school. It's like an advanced gym class and it was doing the Marine Fitness test. It was like, you had to do a hundred sit-ups in two minutes. You had to do 60 push-ups, I think 30 pull-ups, a standing broad jump and the shell run. And you just, you did you did CrossFit stuff. We did stadium stairs. We did jumps. We did all sorts of stuff. And I really loved it. But I think that gave me some upper body strength that most girls don't have because we were doing rope climbs with no legs. Yeah. You know, so it sort of gave me a little bit of upper body strength. But um, I mean, when we first started lifting, I mean, it was just like I did dumbbells to start. I didn't want to do the, the barbell because I didn't think I could lift very much. So I just started with dumbbells. I start at the bar and I put tens on it and then I got to the 25s and it just, I mean, for, for as much as I lift right now, it really, it's, it's been a linear progression, a slow progression since 1990, 1990, <laughs> 1995, maybe. Wow. Uh, it's just building strength over time, really. Yeah. It just, I, yeah. I've been smart about it where it's just always going up now, really small amounts over time, you know, yeah. first year yeah. got big gains and now they're just smaller gains, but. It's just been gains over 20 years. I was, was, I just feel like if I can do it, anyone can do it. Cause I'm, 
not built for the sport. I'm skinny. I got long arms, long legs. <laughs> so that is true. You do have long arms. I was looking, yeah. oh, you were talking in something and I was like, wow. I mean, of course you have buff arms, but I was like, she has long arms, which really is not conducive for benching. <laughs> like when we, when we lifted all the guys that I lifted with, all they cared about was what they could bench. Yeah. So our workouts were completely around just benching the most we could and legs were kind of like an accessory. That is so funny. <laughs> so I just got strong because everything was, I mean, it was all about how much you go and bench that day. Yeah. It was just all the excitement and the roar and the enthusiasm was just bench pressing. So, so just, the environment I was in. That, that's crazy. And that you learned how to deadlift a few days or like right before the meet of somehow so did you do conventional deadlift? How was your deadlift? Was it all right? It was, it was horrible. I found some pictures. <laughs> like, we were pinching, or posting old pictures, and, like, I found it from that meet, and I think I had, like, basketball shoes on. Oh, my gosh, right? New and, balance. Like, <laughs> and my feet were just outside my arms. Like, it was hilarious. That is hilarious. That's so like, funny. So then you continued on after that. Yeah, and I was so- like, oh, I like this. Right. You know, so we found another one to go to, and then um, – and then uh, Donovan, my husband was a, um, a wrestling coach, high school wrestling coach for like okay. 10 years. And so we kind of had to figure out our flow with this coaching um, girlfriend, husband sort of scenario. And um, and I'm like, you know, I'd be complaining about things. And so he said, well, I'm just going to start doing some of these meets so I can coach you better and know what you're going through and know how to do it. That's awesome. Because so, yeah, all the weight training comes from him. He learned how to weight train in the army and you know, just that sort of stuff. So he did it and then he never left. He loved it too. So then we just started doing it. So you guys have both <laughs> been, been competing since then. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. That is so amazing. That's funny. Cause I kind of got into powerlifting because of my husband yeah. who was in the army and yeah. And so it was a friend, they were downrange and our friend was a powerlifter. And I remember I, I, I just showed my husband some pictures of him with like ACE bandage wraps around his knees. That's all they could uh-huh. get downrange. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the best they could get. And he has a really ugly squat, super wide. And just, it was just ugly. And, and we laugh at that now, but that's kind of where, you know, it all started for us too. And it was, I, I didn't really know how to program, especially for, for strength. I could, I could throw yeah. some things together that would be a workout, but there was no progression in my mind whatsoever. So I relied a lot, a lot on him and he relied a lot on magazines, you know, at yeah, the time. Oh, fitness. Yes. That was a big resource. Yes. Was muscle and fitness magazine it was really the only thing out there with information like that kind of stuff. No. You know, and Arnold Schwarzenegger's on Cyclopedia. Cyclopedia. Yeah. It was a good, still yeah. a good resource. <laughs> I think after but, that, shortly after that, it was like starting strength is where I actually started looking. It was a few years later where I actually was like, oh, there are books written about this stuff. And then mm-hmm. I started, you know, and then it certainly shortly went into that route, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't know anything my first time, but I loved it and yeah, I, and I got it done. It was great. Like, I mean, they just embrace you. All these people are excited to have you and they're sharing their knowledge and showing you how to do things and helping you along. Yeah. And so, um, it helps that we have a really great community of people. So do, there probably was not a lot of women competing oh, no, with you. There then, was right? like three of us. Three. <laughs> yeah. I, I heard that there's, there's a 40% increase now. Oh, for sure. It's so crazy. I actually just did this talk for the IPF. They they flew me over to Dubai, and I did this talk at the sporting conference um, in between the Equip World Championships, and it was with some of the IOC folks. And so I'd gotten some data to talk about where powerlifting was and where we wanted to go. And for um, 
for raw IPF powerlifting, it's 46% women. Wow. For international powerlifting. That is amazing. I mean, I knew it was increasing. I just didn't know. I didn't think internationally it was quite that much. Yeah. But that's, I think, a lot. That's amazing. Get pretty close to that 50-50 mark. I know. That is so crazy. I And I think, I mean, it doesn't seem to be slowing down. I think this oh, year, even yeah. compared to last year, it's just been a slow, I mean, it's just been going and going and going. And now it's like, whoa, there's so many women. Um, I, you know, even in my small town, I live in Alabama I mean, I live at the t- top of Alabama and there are a lot of women that come from all different areas. Cause they're like, no, I've been really wanting to try this and they'll yeah. drive 30 minutes. And, you know, oh, yeah. and, and then when you're in a small area, like I live very close to an area called Madison and people are like, no, like, you know, normal gen pop people are like, no, that's just too far. I can go to somewhere that's closer to me. These girls are coming from like 45 minutes, almost yeah. an hour away. They're like, no, because there's nowhere else around me that's doing it. I want to be where other women are who are powerlifting. So it, it, that works out great. Okay. So you didn't, you didn't do anything. Your husband was kind of programming for you through this whole thing. So now as a coach, as somebody who moves through, what is your training style? Like, do you do a linear progression for your people? How does that work? Do you train newbies? Um, I don't do like programming for other people. I just ah, okay. do, um, do seminars. I do, um, uh, Iron Sisters, of course, and yeah. I do my own um, seminars, my own stuff. I really love just working with people hands-on. I feel yes. like I'm really great at helping with form yes. and technique, I feel, is like my strength. Um, and I so I mostly just program for myself, and then I put out some of the programs I do on my strength book, um, which is an app for um, programming, because I know what works really great for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, but... I don't want to turn this into a job. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> totally. To. And I feel like as an athlete, you have to, and it's hard to find someone that does this for you. You have to figure out what works for you, what works for your lifestyle, uh, when you can work out, how you work out, what your body responds to. So like for me, I have a very old school way of working out that's worked for me forever. And it's a very, um, it's it's sort of like we call it like a cycli- a cyclical linear progression where, um, you know, we I basically I plot out where I want to be by the competition day. Like I was just saying, I want to be at three thirty for the Arnold for the bench. Are you serious? Yeah. So I basically walk back because I do singles every other week. So I walk back from three thirty on the day of the Arnold, um, three three twenty five, three twenty, three fifteen. 310, 305. Yeah. So I started at yeah. 305 and I work my way up. Hopefully I'll get there. We'll see. Yeah. But, um, so I just, I, I work very, I like to work each body part on a separate day. Yeah. I do not yeah. like to SBD in one day. I've tried it. I hate it. You know, it's really, it's taxing <laughs> on my body. I, you know, I think there was a point where I did like something like that, you know, or like it was yeah. like a DUP kind of thing and daily undulating periodization. So I went through the it was just trying to be fancy for, and I was really new, so I shouldn't yeah. have been doing that, you know? And I mean, at the way I was doing it, there's, I mean, there's, there's yeah. ways to do it and I wasn't doing it right. But yeah, it takes a lot out of me. I feel drained. And I just like, it feels exhausting to yeah. have to keep warming up all the time for every different event. Yeah. Like I just, it just, it's, it's, it's physically fatiguing for me, but it's mentally fatiguing. Like I just can't get into that workout. So and we've always been like, we first, when we first started working out, we do, we almost worked out like bodybuilders. You know, we did yeah. a lot of accessories and a lot of reps. So, um, I love this accessory work. I love keeping it fresh and different and doing new things all the time. 
So I'm constantly, I do a ton, ton, ton of accessories really? I all the time. That's awesome. I just like to keep it fresh and new and I like to hit the muscles differently. And I got into doing it because I really wanted, I wanted to be strong, but I really just wanted to look strong. Right. Too. Yeah. So for me, it's really part of having the whole package too. I want to have rip rack and shoulders and great abs. And even though those don't really help out with powerlifting too much, I just, I like it. Yeah, I do. I agree. Right. I, it's still in the end. You're like, you want to look like you lift weights. I feel good looking a certain way and I have a certain ideal image of myself. And so not all everything I do is directly related to lifting the most weight and squat bench and deadlift. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I like. So, so you would, so you would train, you would train three days or four days a week normally? Well, we train on, like we do a very strange, we train on an eight day cycle okay. instead of a seven day a week cycle. Um, Cause we found out like if we train two days really hard, we need two days of rest. Yeah. So I train two days really hard and I get two days of rest and yeah. then two days really hard and then two days of rest. So we just, yep. we work that just the even number works way better. Yeah. Yeah. I do. But, I do a nine day cycle. So I do a four, okay. four work four you know, four trainings and nine days for the same reason. And I think that it's better long-term, you know, you can oh, really have like, when you stretch out that, that micro cycle, you can have a longer, you're just going to have to work a little longer. You know, you might not have to me what people try to pack in too many days sometimes. And you just can set yourself up for a lot of fatigue early on and injury and that can come with it. I think it sets you up for a little more flexibility to schedule wise. Yeah, totally. If you have to shove one forward or one backward, you know, you can. And with Donovan working in an emergency room, doctor's schedule, it's not regular, you know, so it allows us flexibility to get in the workouts when we need to. Yeah. Um, so it just, you know, like, and I just, I like not squatting every Saturday. I like, like that it changes from week to week. It's yeah. not one yeah. day isn't a particular day. Right. Some people, right. and some people are tied to their work schedule where they have to do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, that's not me, <laughs> but I think that's important that your, that your training should speak to you somehow, you know, and, and it's okay that, you know, it changes over the years. I think a lot of people are starting off, they might follow a certain program and maybe very stringent to that. And that's good. But there are ways that you need to kind of take a hold of that and know what works best for you. That's funny that you've been doing it that long. It's all really, I mean, you always, I mean, it's a growing spark. We're getting new knowledge about things and exercise all the time. So I think it's important to try new things. And yeah. then as you try a program, you keep what works, you chuck what you didn't like or what didn't work. And then you add in new things. And Pretty much that's been our workout for 20 years. You know, we have certain things that have always worked. Like three sets of five on the bench has always worked for me. I feel like five reps is the magical amount of reps. And so I've always kept that in, in that part of my workout. But then we're always doing new things with bands or chains or, you know, now we're using this muscle hammer for recovery. And What is that? Oh, your little Theragun thing? Theragun, which I never thought I would use, but I love it. Do you tell me about it? Why do you love it so much? Oh my gosh. So it it loosens stuff up so good. Like the things you cannot loosen up with a warm up or with a stretch or with like mobility, like it can get to those spots. Yeah. Like I always have like my insertions, my pec insertions, like it's so hard. Those are always so tight and they never really get loose to like, you know, the third set or something like that. And I put that on there and it's like magic. Like it, like it, it fixes anything. 
That's so funny. I thought it was such a hoax and a joke until someone sent it to me. And they're like, do you, will you try this and market it for us? I said, well, I'll try it. If I like it, I'll market it. But I'm not going to market it until I try it and see if I like it. Yeah. So yeah. like, we'll try it for two weeks. And I was like, okay. And then now, like, in our gym, like, there's a line to use it. Oh, my like, God. <laughs> I'm like, give me the gun. So, and then I even love it, like, the day after your sore muscles. Yeah. Oh, it makes sense. So much better. So that one's not a Theragun. What is that one called? I don't know. It's called Muscle Hammer. I think they're all sort of the Theragun. same thing. Well, you yeah. know, you know the you know the cheap man's version is uh, a Black and Decker. Like, yes. Yeah. So my I like the drill. Yes. <laughs> and so my uh, my member Dan and his wife Dan fashioned something, and I was like, Yo, dude, I know you're 360. You know, and maybe you could take that a little bit, but I don't think I don't think you put that on my thigh. It's gonna be a problem. I have to have it on the lowest setting. Like yeah. I can't even, like there's like six settings. I can't get past one, but that's okay. Six settings? Wow. It's fine with one. Once <laughs> my other son's like on five, he's like, that's I'm so like, crazy. no, I, I'm like a nice, a nice little just. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've heard a lot of things about like percussion style of instruments like that. And it's something to do with not only in the area, but the response, you know, it's something to do. I don't know if it's necessarily parasympathetic or what's going on, but it's allowing the brain to sort of relax in a way, Yeah, which I think yeah. makes sense when I hear that. Yeah. yeah, it definitely like, um, I really kind of thought they were gimmicky because I see them in the, you know, warm up rooms and all the young guys are in there. I'm like, whatever, you know, yes. <laughs> here I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're like, Ailey, uh, it's my turn for the iron gun. <laughs> hand it over and now like even these our gym member guys are they're buying it for their homes you know so they don't yeah. have to wait to get to the gym so yeah. the next day we're all like Psst. you know what and I think to myself I try everything I've tried everything once when I've tried every diet once I've tried you know I, I gave everything a shot I mean we have so many um myofascial tools at my gym like just so many things that you know the all those heavy heavy bullets and things you weigh on you and you know, because yeah. you never know what works for other people, too. Right. I think some of them have, a, like, a negative effect. Like, you know, I've, I've really have done a lot of those things, but, like, those lacrosse balls. And I think the rollers are okay, but then you can get, like, some of those lacrosse balls where you're almost doing more damage than good. Yeah. That you're hitting it so hard, and you're really actually creating more swelling to the area that you're trying to um, trying to fix. You know, and I'm sure there's some, I'm sure there's people going, no, no, no. But I just think you know, always proceed with caution. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. I, even with the gun, like I've seen people yeah. create bruises. And I think when you're yeah. already an athlete, you kind of go ham on certain things. So you think more is more when more is usually not more. <laughs> I have, when you get older, you that's just knowledge and experience. Yeah, okay. I feel you on that. <laughs> so how did you get, get started with Iron Sisters? Oh, well, let's see. Um, well, I, uh, Frances is the founder yes. of Iron Sisters yeah. Canada. Um, she invited Kim Walford to come because I guess like they have like a little group. They called it Dundas Valley Lifters. And they have a little group of women that have been lifting together and powerlifting together. And one of them just, I guess, happened to mention like, do you think we could ever get like someone like Kim Walford to come and train with us? And then Frances is just always sort of innovated and open-minded. She's like, well, let's just ask. Yeah. <laughs> And so they did, they asked her and they flew her up there um, and she did like a seminar with them and it was really great. And they're like, you think we get Jen Thompson to come too? <laughs> Let's just <laughs> ask. <laughs> we were at the Arnold 
and they they came to watch and they got me in the warm up room and they kind of like introduced themselves and like, hey, like would you want to come tomorrow? Tim's <laughs> coming and I was like, and at the time it was so odd because Tim and I were um, competitors, right? Um, so and um, I didn't know her real well. We had kind of gone head to head several times on my way a bit and her way, and so. Um, you know, we weren't, weren't not friends, but we were competitors. So right. right. Like, does she want me to come? <laughs> you know? um, and, so, and she asked me, she's like, come on up. It'll be fun. Um, and we, so we didn't even really know each other, but I'm like, okay, you know, this sounds great. Um, so we, we both went up um, that summer and it was uh, magical. Like the group of women was great. Um, Kim and I clicked really well with Francis and then we had some other coaches come in and, um, and just the, it was, you know, I always feel like it's like, we've done that bunch now, but I always feel like it's, um, you know, if you went to summer camp as a kid and you walk in super nervous and then you get to know everyone and you have the most amazing time ever in your lifelong friends after that yeah. point. Yeah. You know, yeah. It feels like that. It just feels very, very magical to me. Cause although we're, um, teaching women how to properly power lift, which is sometimes hard to like get a guy to do where you feel intimidated. And a lot of it mostly is newer lifters. It's yeah. not yeah. super, super extreme um, experience. Um, but it's so much more than that. It's just about making these connections and just everyone comes from different walks of life. And we all have this one sort of commonality that we love. Yeah. Together. And it's just, it's so empowering to hear everyone's stories and just make these connections and, we have different speakers that come in. And so we'd done it two years in a row. And I looked at the girls. I'm like, we have to do this more than once a year. Like, this is so fabulous. And so that's when we got Iron Sisters USA. and We took it on the road. So I think we've been doing that three years now. That is amazing. Um, it's always a work in progress. And we're always improving on what we do and how we run it and what we're doing. But um, it's, I think uh, Francis said we've had a total of 450 people that we've had in a camp now um we make them pretty small on purpose like yeah. we don't yeah. actually take more than 25 um for the weekend because you know it's all about being personal and really working together i don't want you to go in there and just listen to me talk i want yeah. you to interact yeah. i want my hands on you um you want your hands on all the coaches and um and it's such like as i'm a teacher there's i love teaching and there's so many like aha moments or people were you know, they were frustrated because they've been trying to work on something and can't figure out what they're doing wrong. And then you figure, you help them figure it out. And they're just, ah. yeah. My last camp we had up in Tacoma was, was it, we did it with Fear Her Fight with yes. uh, Maria. And um, the one lady, she was actually experienced power, uh, powerlifter and she liked the bench and she's like, I get this weight and I can't. I just, I can't go over this number. Like I get there and I'm all the way good up to it. And then I hit, I hit 180 and I just can't lift it. I can't hit 175. I can't hit 180. And she's just really frustrated. And so we kind of deconstructed it, take it apart. And I gave her a couple of clues and she smoked it. And then she broke down in tears and like cried for 20 minutes because it was something that she was trying for so hard. She couldn't figure out. And she was so frustrated hitting this wall. And it just made me feel amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's amazing. Especially for somebody who's been around for a while, you know, and they, 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 they've been trying over and over and then to have a breakout moment like that, that's powerful. So it's just, it's a lot of that. So for me, I, it's like, I get just as much as they do. I'm always learning stuff too. And 
I think a lot of times when you get to where you're teaching people stuff, it reminds you to practice what you preach. Yeah. You know, because you forget, you know, and, you know, as you go through powerlifting, you get one, you get really good at one part of it, but then you let something else slide without really realizing it. You know, you're not doing this now. You're not pushing this way now. You're not taking your breath when you're supposed to. You're not, you know, getting tight here or there. And so as I go through these different camps, it really is helpful for me as a powerlifter also because it reminds me to do all the things I'm telling everybody else to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. I, there's a lot of things that I skip out on that. I, um, you know, a warm up is probably one. I kind of breeze through certain warm up steps and, you know, as you see the people I'm training, I'm like, Hey, you know, you got to don't skip through that. And I'm, yeah. <laughs> you know, telling them these things, right? Like, oops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's been, it's been an amazing, amazing journey with, with, and we've all become really good friends, you know, so it's yeah. been, it's fun. I, 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 well, I had, I had interviewed uh, Francis a few episodes back. And so we talked a lot about Iron Sisters yeah. and, um, I told her, listen, I am, I need to be on that next gym. You need to be coming to Huntsville, Alabama, because that, <laughs> that is like, it embodies what I want to do with women. What I, what this show is about, you know, it's really about connecting other women and just a different medium. People have YouTube, they have these other things, but um, there was nothing where I felt like there was a need for a woman to speak to other women on their struggles and maybe a little bit more intimately than maybe you would have with, with a man. And, uh, there were just questions that I wanted to hear and I, I didn't always get to hear them when they interviewed somebody like Kim. I, you know, I remember listening to one with Kim and I was like, man, I would have asked her this. I would have asked yeah. her that. I'm like, what about this? And I'm like, man, they didn't, they just breathed right to the, just to the training, but so much more, there's so much more to them. And, and I think those parts are very important as you develop in your training. And so I told, I told Francis when we, when we hug up, I was like, listen, you can come over to my place. We have Nashville is only an hour away. So I'm trying to like entice. Yeah, I, mean, I, <laughs> you know, like, I feel like Francis is like, she's our warm fuzzies. I mean, she just has a, a way of some people, this, this talent of making everyone feel wonderful, but having a great way of putting profound what you're trying to say she puts it in a more profound manner. Yeah. You know, yeah. like Kim and I are really great with working with people and the technique and stuff, but she brings like the heart and the soul. Yeah. Oh, I can sense yeah. that. I can you definitely know, sense yeah. that. Just anytime I'm not, I'm feeling down or upset about things, I just need to talk to her. Yeah. <laughs> she, she doesn't coddle you. I mean, she just, she puts th- things in just different ways that makes you think about things differently. And she's very empowering at the same time. Yeah. So where do you see the growth for Iron Sisters? The next couple of years. I'm not really sure. Um, we've kind of tried some different things. We would like to take it a little internationally. Is kind of one of the things we're looking at. Um, doing more of a destination vacation kind of yeah. thing. I think yeah. would be fun. So we're working a little bit on that. Well, I'm from Hawaii, um, so if that destination should ever be. In Hawaii, you know, I in Hawaii, it's like all the island places. You know, one, you know them all because they all know each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so should it ever need to go there? Sure. Um, so I see that maybe uh, happening more. We just want to really just keep growing it um, and making sure we keep those connections among everyone. We have a lot of people to return, which is really great. We have some Facebook circles we've put together so people can stay connected. Um, but really just keep keeping it growing. I think our, our, our Francis always says, you know, we end our camps with where we all get in a big circle and put our arms around each other and 
kind of kumbaya it up and talk about, you know, the weekend. But um, she, and I'm not saying this as great as she says it, but she always says there's always room for another in our circle. And it's your duty to find somebody and bring them into our circle. Wow. But she says wow. it much better than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see how that could be very profound. Yeah. And so, um, and you do, you feel like not only did you have this great weekend when you learn so much and you feel proud, but you feel like you want to share it. Yeah. And, and, and really when I first started doing seminars and this with Iron Sisters and, and doing all the social media, I mean, my ultimate goal is to make women dominate the sport. You know, yes. I just really want all women to think they can do it. And even if you're not a world-class athlete, that doesn't matter. Powerlifting brings so much to you as a person, as your strength, as your being. Um, I want to share that with everyone. And I want it just to like filter everywhere. Like I just wanted to, I would love to see it become mainstream. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's always sort of might be my goal to help facilitate that ha- happen. I know that I was, I had a interview with Swede, uh, Swede Burns, and he had told me that um, they're giving away scholarships for powerlifting in Texas. I had never heard of that. And uh, I, Donovan and I helped coach Midland University. Oh, no way. Um, in Nebraska. And they, I've had two athletes get full ride scholarships. That is, for that is so crazy. I think that's amazing. I, I, I never even thought that that would be something that would have a scholarship for. So. And I think um, Louisiana also has some as well. And wow. I know there's another smaller college, and I can't remember the name. And I know like uh, Mike Zilowinski uh, is up at UMass, and they're really trying to do some things up there. So. It's coming. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming. So let's say, you know, let's say, um, I know there's a lot of women who have asked me, Hey, I want you to talk to women who are older in our training and ask them what they do differently. So can you tell me a little bit about maybe what you do now, you know, with all the years that you've been training that you haven't, maybe you didn't do the first two years of training two or three years, you know, what is different now with your warm up, or maybe how you maintain recovery and all that? Uh, uh, yeah, it's different. I, I do a lot more, um, recovery. Like I give myself more time. Um, I sleep a lot more. Okay. I nap every single day. I like it. Yeah, I don't care if I'm at work, I'll go out to my car and I'll put my feet back and I'll take a 20 minute nap. That's right. 20 minutes is the magical number. <laughs> but, um, sleeping is, well, you know, I talk about this, like when my twenties, you know, we would go out, we would go party the night before we would go water skiing and then hit a workout yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was never very good, but you know, Hey, uh, but now, you know, because I mean, you, at, at some point you have to decide like how good do you want to be at it and how much of your life do you want to revolve around this? Right. That's really sort of an important question. Yeah. Um, for me, it's obviously everything. So everything revolves around it. Um, I, Think about my workouts from the minute I wake up, how I want them to go and what's going to happen, what's going to go down. And I make sure I get all my nutrition in correctly. So ensure I have a good workout. I make sure my sleep is really great. So I ensure I have a good workout. Um, I do way more warmups now than I used to. I do way more um, mobility and flexibility than I used to. Yeah. And I think some yeah. of that you need to as you get older. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with that, and I listen to my body a lot better. Like I have. I mean, I have really tough, long, aggressive workouts that I do every day, but on the days where my body's saying, 
I'm done. I listen to it now. Where when I was younger, I just push on through that stuff. Right. You know? right. But now I realize it's going to feel worse tomorrow and the recovery is going to be worse and it's actually going to make my next workout worse. So it's a negative effect that way. Yeah, I think that's important. So, yeah, so I'm much better at, at listening to what, uh, what and tune to what I can handle that day. Yeah. You know? But really, I've made my entire life. Like, I mean, if I have an important workout tomorrow, I won't go out late or go have a glass of wine or I'll, I'll do everything in my power and ensure that that workout kicks ass. Yeah. Do you ever have an off season? Like a real, where you're kind of like, like you scale back a tiny bit, maybe. I don't, I don't ever not work out. Right. Right. No, I I would think not. (laughs) I'm sort of working out. Yeah. But we do have this like, um, after, uh, raw nationals, we do like a, a hypertrophy, high rep workout. I do think like your body needs to break from heavyweights, like from loading it up with heavy stuff all the time, which is what you're really doing when you're competing. Um, and we don't do a ton of deloading in what we do. So, um, I do like from October to end of December, I do like a really high rep and almost like bodybuilding hypertrophy kind of workout, which yeah. I like to mix it up and do something else. But that's really the only off season I have. Right. You have uh, the Arnold in March, you've got Worlds in June, um, and then you've got um, Bench Press Nationals in August, and then Raw Nationals October. <laughs> Four times, huh? <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. that is a lot. I, I, I didn't think about that. You do four meets, essentially. You're, so you're, you're prepping I, four times. I, bench ones, too. So. Oh. <laughs> year but generally yeah. <laughs> and it, how was that for you i don't i've actually never seen what your records are like for worlds and uh, bench worlds and all that how are you how are you holding it up pretty good um yeah I, I'm, I'm recovering from an injury right now so um i had to skip raw nationals which is really hard for me yeah. to do because i had to make a grown-up decision and, <laughs> and do what was the, the right call not what my head said but or not what my heart said but what my head said so that puts me off of um, IPF Worlds in June, which is in, um, it's in I think it's in uh, Ukraine, which I'm not really upset about missing. <laughs> Based on the um, feedback from when they had it last last time, it was not the nicest place. So it's not too, too, too bad. Yeah. Um, so right now I'm just training for um, Bench of the Arnold and Worlds is in Tolson uh, this year. And so I'm doing a little more. Um, seminars this summer because I don't have worlds, but then I'm also really working on my recovery yeah. so that I can come back strong. Yeah. You know, speaking of bench, I had seen a video that you had done that you use a football yeah. underneath your, your low back. Can you, can you speak about that a little bit? Well, um, I was, when I first started, I was very flat backed, you okay. know, like right. just like no arch at all. Like, so I'm not, a, I'm a very, I'm not bendy, I'm not a very flat <laughs> Person. You know, I'm Marissa and uh, <laughs> oh, not at all. I mean, I'm like the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I was like, you know, I need to get a, a some sort of an arch. It just uh, um, it mechanically makes sense to have one. You're stronger if you have something, right. some sort of arch to get your pecs to interact more with yeah. the with the lift. And so at the time, we didn't they didn't make foam rulers <laughs> so long ago. Um, and I knew I needed to sort of stretch my lower back and really work on its flexibility. So my husband has always been a collector of footballs. 
So, and we've always had a ton of them laying around. So we sort of deflated them. So they were uh, smaller and we had them like different pressure levels from squishy to hard. That's so funny. So roll over them to really work on my lower back flexibility. And so um, now I just do it because they're here and it's, uh, it's a thing now. That's a, yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like you coined that. I've never seen anybody do that. And that's. We give them away at Iron Sisters. <laughs> oh, do you? Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, that's genius. That's great marketing. You guys could all sign it and then yeah. give them away. <laughs> and it's always fun in the warm up rooms because everyone's at the powerlifting music. Why do you have a football? I just think it's the strangest thing, yeah. but I swear it works really well and it's easy to travel with. Right. You get it right. The little laces will give you like a little massage on the back. Oh my you know, gosh, that's you fantastic. Know. <laughs> <laughs> we, have like, we have a whole rack in the gym here with like four or five footballs, all, all different squishy. That ones. is so awesome. <laughs> I'm going to have to try it. I've never done it. So, and I have footballs. I can definitely, I give it a try. It's full up. It's probably too big. So you just let some air out. Yeah. And then as soon as you get there, you can pump it up a little more and get a better art. Yeah. I had noticed um, that you, and actually Marissa does this, but your bench is not as sort of tucked under. So when I noticed that, and maybe you can explain to me if that's just a development of what your style is over the year, but I guess for people who are listening, a lot of times when when the bench is taught, we taught, you know, we say not to flare your arms out. You're trying not to keep your elbows out. So in in that attempt, sometimes we overcorrect and tuck two under, and then the bench... Um, is sometimes mimicked something that would be in a, a, a suit, like a bench suit. When you're wearing one of those, you kind of do want to tuck it under because of the yeah. way you want to activate the suit. But I noticed, yeah, you're pretty, you're pretty straight out and you're straight yeah. to the chest versus mm-hmm. the sternum or even the low ribs. Can you, can you tell me why you do that? Uh, that's men teaching women how to bench press. That's why we have that. Yeah. <laughs> joking but not yeah <laughs> <laughs> kidding but not um, well it really is you know what for bench press it what did come from all quick lifting yeah you know and you do have to tuck your arms a bit to get the most out of your shirt and then i do think some of it is men i mean men um especially bigger men you know they're limited by the length of those rings right mm, yep and so for some of them they have to tuck in order to get it to go because they're just so large and right. their hands can only go this far. Right. That's the only option for them. Um, but I don't think that's your strongest position to be in. Yeah. Um, and so I always think like you should never really force where it should, where you want it to go. I always feel like your body's going to put it in your strongest position. Right. So like, if you think about it, like you're crushing a big amount of weight onto your chest, and so your body's going to put you in the best way to get it off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. It's yeah. going to use your strength and your mechanics to push it off the right way. So I always feel like, um, and I always, I say this a lot over and over and over again, that you should never force your path. Your body knows the right path for you. Um, put it where it wants to go. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah. And so I did like, even really early on, I remember I was at, I was at my very first bench press worlds and there was this guy they'd won a few worlds they called him dr bench press oh is that like a thing i think he dubbed himself that honestly (laughs) self-proclaimed doctor dr bench press the dentist of course oh so he's a real doctor okay that's even more (laughs) funny someone got hurt he he wasn't stepping in (laughs) you broke your tooth i'm right there (laughs) 
<laughs> but he told me, he's like, you will never be a good venture with your elbows flared out like that. You oh, know, how funny. Why I was doing it wrong, you know? Yeah. Um, and that just sort of makes me laugh because he was so wrong. <laughs> yes. And you know what? Did you ask him for that? Did no, you... no, no. He came up and told me. Right? I hate that. <laughs> yeah. Like, he it's definitely that. one of those things, like, did I ask you? I'm obviously yeah. doing he could, well. He like, put my hand on his chest, and he was showing me how his pecs work differently. I'm like, I don't want to touch you. Yeah. Oh, my God. Get over yourself. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, so, that sort of cracks me up. So, I really, um, I, I just, I feel, I feel like if you just take the bar down, it'll yeah. go where it yeah. wants to go. And then they just push it on up. Yeah. I, I think that's a great tip. I, you know, and, and it, when I'm coaching, I try as much as possible to kind of see, you know, I mean, everything limbs are going to be different on everybody, how they're going to come down. All those things are important. So I'm always, I'm very, you know, uh, cognizant of how people and their form, how they move. And so when I see that, it's like quickly, I notice that and I notice where you're hitting it and I'm like, wow, okay. I, I don't often see that. And it's obviously efficient for you. Right. right. Yeah. You're, you're getting I it think done. You're, you're, that way you're using a little bit more pack, a little right. bit more shoulders, which is where my strength is. You know, when you come in like this, you're definitely using less bicep to try to, right. to get ready to go. And you're using a little more of a heaving method opposed to actually doing the quick press where you're really raising your chest and staying tight. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah it, it, you see that a lot. I just think it's, uh, it's, I'm sure it works for certain people. Yeah. I think it's just a bit of a misnomer. Yeah. I, and, but I love talking about that because yeah. there are so many things that people are like, no, you can't do that. You can't do this. There are so many ways. And I tell people like, there is really no one way to do anything. Um, have such different ratios of, yeah. you know, forearms to, you know, femurs to, to be, I mean, everyone is what I love about our sports. We're all built so differently. Yeah. Right. And we, but we can all do participate in the same sport, no yeah. matter how differently we're built. But within that, we all have to do things that work for us, you know? And yeah. so like, I remember like Marisa, um, and, uh, she, um, was having trouble with her squat and she went to flat shoes and oh. she, um, did more of a knees forward and her, her squat went up like crazy. And, Everyone went to flat shoes. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't have her small legs, and she's probably almost a one to one ratio, you know, on yeah. her femurs to her yeah. lower legs, you know? I'm like, um, it doesn't work for everybody. I mean, she found out what worked for her. Yeah. Like, she did some investigation and figured out, oh, this is going to work better for me. Yeah. Um, not everyone should just go out and buy flat shoes. Yeah. Know? And, it, you know, it's funny is that that's the shoe that I started because she was one of the people I looked up to early on. And yeah. she's had, you know, you didn't have a lot of YouTube back then. And she was the yeah. only woman I had ever saw that looked as hot as she was. Yeah. And, uh, you know, was lifting all this. I thought it was fake. Like when I saw her benching, cause she was so yeah. hot and I forgot she had like a pinup thing going on then. It's like oh, a yeah. pinup look. And I remember being like, oh my gosh, look at her. She's so hot. I'm like, there's no way those are real weights in my mind. That was so <laughs> far fetched. Yeah. I was like, that's, that cannot be real. And it was, and I remember seeing her and she would already started changing into the wrestling shoes. And I remember thinking like, that is the most narrow stance I have yeah, ever seen. Narrow. Yes. But she also has these massive quads. So it probably yeah. works in her benefit to be in that stance. So that's, that's funny. Yeah. You really have to kind of try things out and, and see what works for you. 
right? It's probably a little logic and physics to it all as right. well, which is hard to do if that's not your background, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah, she's kind of lucky, right? So she's gotten through all that. And I used to watch her videos of her she's doing... She's been around for a while, while time too. I mean, she's my age. Yeah. I mean, she was a bodybuilder for a long time, fitness model. She's been in this game for a while. She's very knowledgeable. Yeah. We actually did a camp with her out in Juggernaut, and it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. That's so cool. Well, before I let you go, this is the part of the show where I like to ask... What the hell was I thinking? Where you look back at a time, and maybe it wasn't during a competition, just learning how to deadlift right before. Where you look back yeah. and you think, "What the hell was I thinking doing that?" I've thought about this for a while, and I don't know if I have anything like that's really crazy. <laughs> I mean, we did a lot of stupid stuff. I mean, we did we overtrained like crazy in the beginning. Like we would um, in our very beginning days. We would do three body parts in one day, three oh body parts in the other day. It would take one day off, and then we'd do it all over again. <laughs> like it was just, and we couldn't keep it up, right? Which is why right. we got so great at the bench because we'd restart all the time, and we'd start with the bench. You know, because <laughs> no way you could possibly keep up with this crazy ass workout. So that we do look back and think, like, boy, we were doing stupid. Yeah, like, we thought we could do. And then, like the another thing I thought about was it was just like. It was just two years ago. Um, I missed my first press command in the bench ever. <laughs> two years ago? No way. Yeah, I was at Raw Nationals, and I just, I went down. I felt like I'd held it long enough, and I pressed it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> Did you get off, and your husband's like, what the heck? Yes. He and then our other training partner, we call him Big Jeff. He's huge. And he goes, what the hell? <laughs> just walked away. No, like, you'll get it next time, champ. Don't worry yeah. about it. They all just were, like, shaking their heads going, what's wrong with you? Yeah, that's, that is pretty funny, right, that that, any, that somebody like you, that's your yeah. lip. <laughs> like, in, in this late in my career, I've never, even my very first meet, I've never missed. I've never bombed out. I've never missed a call. That is so funny. So years ago. <laughs> that is so funny. It's like the brain just goes, like, oh, that's okay, Judge. I, I got it. <laughs> thinking about other things i don't know but that was like a shake a smh shake my head yeah totally shake my head well jen this has been fantastic and i thank you for taking this time out with me and i know that a lot of women will get something out of it i feel like you touched on so many areas that are need to be heard you know and a different perspective on things especially in benching because i think that's not necessarily as popular of the all three lifts you know but that is definitely your better i will tell you like when i first started um, like the bench was like the rest, you know, between the squat and the deadlift, like girls didn't even try, like their training didn't even focus around it. Um, and I just happened to like it. So like I was crushing, crushing, crushing. I mean, girls weren't even benching their body weights. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. And now girls are benching some weight now. Like, um, I mean, Kim Walford benches 250. Yeah. Um, yeah. The girls, like the girls in, in the 63s are benching well into the twos, where before it was like 150. Yeah. So yeah. I like that that's, that's starting to change. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My, my goal is my bench. I'm like, you know, my bench has been just slow moving. I'm like, I just need that. that I just need to get over that 175 mark. And I'm just... It's just been one of those things where I'm like, well, let me just increase my deadlift because that's my lift, you know, and I really should be working on everything else. <laughs> right. Well, I just, I feel like it's, it, it's definitely the one area where if you can get good at that, you definitely have an up on if you're in a three lift me. Cause usually like after the squats, I'm 
near the bottom, but after the bench and the top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, it's, it really is, it's a rarity to have someone that's good at bench and squats and deadlifts. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. They're just a bench yeah. only person. So like, if you can get your bench going, it's a huge advantage. Yeah, for sure. It's worked for me. I'm just going to say. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'd love to follow your lead. So I'm going to, I'm going to try some things out on my bench. And, you know, I, I think that it's like you said, it's, it's never, never too late to try different things. I've changed up my squat. I don't know how many times over the years. Cause my hips after my last child, it was hard for me to feel. It just didn't feel right. And it was painful. So I've done a lot of things over the years, but I really have not changed my bench that much. You know, I haven't tried different setups. Maybe that's about it. Maybe just a setup, but you know, for the most part, the barbell's the same is like the accessories, like really breaking it apart and working at the bottom end and the top end of the bench Yeah, will make big improvements. Yeah, I think I need to be working <laughs> on my bench. You gotta do lots of other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you do for squats and deadlifts. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. 